Hello and welcome to the Confident Moms Podcast. I am your host, Laura Dry, and this is episode number 31. Hello, my name is People Pleaser. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast today. How are you? Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, maybe you are walking a dog and listening, maybe you're cleaning and listening, maybe you're driving in the car and listening. Just want to thank you for tuning into the show and for all of you who have left reviews. I can't wait to share some more on a couple of my next episodes. I'm not going to today because I want to dive right into what I want to talk about, and that is people pleasing. And I will just introduce you to me. Hello, my name is People Pleaser. And I actually would say that that was a pretty accurate label for me up until recently. I still notice myself wanting to people please. I think this is the way of it. We as humans want to feel connected. And as a result, we want people to like us. We want people to relate to us. We want people to be happy with us. We want people to like us. Okay. And as a result, we may not be completely honest with others about our thoughts, our feelings, our time. And I also want to offer that we not only can be in habits of people pleasing others, but also people pleasing ourselves. I think that the one reason we are people pleasers is because we want to control or we think we have control over the things people think of us and how we make people feel. And so first off, I just want to debunk This belief that some of us naturally get in the habit of believing this story that we have is that we actually have control over what people think of us and how people feel. This is just not true. Okay. We actually don't have control about what people think. Only you have control over what you choose to think. Granted, when people show up, it's not unrealistic to think that humans might have have specific reactions to specific circumstances, but the better we're at in having our circumstances be neutral and choosing to slow down our thinking and our thoughts about specific circumstances, the more confidence we can create for ourselves. And I just want to say, we really don't know what people are thinking. We really don't know what people are feeling. And usually when we try and predict that, and when we're people-pleasing, it's from our circumstances. It's from um, maybe some of our experiences and maybe what we're thinking and feeling. And so we, as a result, show up in a way 
that we would want others to show up with us. But the beauty of the world is that we are all different. We all come from different backgrounds and we all have different thoughts and ideas and circumstances. And so as a result, our thoughts and our feelings are very specific to us. And I bring this up because so often we live a life where we let other people call the shots because we're afraid of feeling uncomfortable, because we're afraid of what other people might think or do. Something I love to remember when I am maybe saying yes to something that I don't want to in an attempt to have somebody feel a certain way or think certain things about me is I could say yes all day, every day to everything people ask of me And those people could still choose to think the most terrible things about me. Like, I just don't have control over it. Really great example of this is in motherhood. You know, it's very tempting to give our kids everything that they want, to say yes to all of the things, even when maybe we are tired or burnt out and we maybe guilt ourselves into saying yes to our kids. And that can turn into some resentment later. But what I've noticed with my kids is, yes, they're really happy when I say yes, which in a way is easier for me. But in the long run, is it actually serving me and them to always say yes, especially to the things that I'm maybe not comfortable with or don't have the energy for or just want to say no to sometimes? And what if it's actually okay to be more honest, even if somebody doesn't like it? even if it's uncomfortable for you. We have to think about the net results of the things that we're saying yes to or the things that we're saying no to. And by no means am I talking about being rude or unkind. You know, I think sometimes we have this tendency to think that if we say no, we're being unkind. We're not being loving. We're not being as nice um, as, as maybe we should or could be. And so firstly, sometimes I like to think about people pleasing as really lying, as really not being super honest with ourselves and others about what we can realistically take on and do and what what we need that's going to allow us to show up as our best selves. Sometimes when my kids ask to have their friends over and I've had a really long week and I just can't get my brain there, I will say no. Other times I can recognize that, okay, why am I saying no? Is it because I don't want to manage my mind around this thing? And so we just have to be really honest with ourselves about what we truly want, um, what, what we need and how we can best show up. And is that in line with the things that people are asking us to do? Because we can't be constantly running at a pace that we can't keep up with. We can't be constantly doing things 
that are out of alignment with our priorities and what we truly want to do in the name of love because doing things for others is love. That's not always the case. Okay, and I want us to get really, really clear on the differences there. If we're doing things out of love, but resenting it and complaining about it in our minds and completely miserable, well, that's not love, is it? And so sometimes it's okay to say no. And what I love is, um, I love Greg McEwen's book called Essentialism. And I read it a couple years ago and it completely changed things for me in my life concerning people pleasing. I could really see, oh, it's actually not kind if I'm showing up miserable and passive aggressive and resentful because I'm showing up to do the thing so that other people will be happy with me or so that other people will think good things about me. Really, I was not in alignment with myself and that was not kind. And when I'm not being kind to myself and when I'm not in alignment with myself, I'm not feeling that confidence. And it actually means when I show up to do the thing for somebody, I'm actually not showing up as my best self for them. And they can, they can feel that energy. And I don't know about you, but I just don't want to go there. I want to show up as my best self and I don't want to be signing up for things that I don't have time or energy to do just because I'm uncomfortable saying no. And that was totally me. I was a yes girl. In fact, building up the habit of saying yes can be so automatic that we don't even stop and think about the thing that we're saying yes to. We just say yes. Because by saying yes, we get this small dopamine hit of, oh, I'm needed, I'm useful, people like me, I'm helping this is awesome until it comes time to do the thing. And it's really not in alignment with our priorities. Maybe those priorities are taking care of you and your own family. Again, I am not saying to never take care of other people and to never say yes and to never do kind things for others. I'm just saying, be really aware of your um, intentions and your motivations for saying yes and saying no. And that's really what we're talking about. What are your motivations for saying yes? And if those motivations for saying yes is to avoid an uncomfortable feeling, to feel connected, wanted, loved, accepted, that might be an alert to take a moment and decide, do you actually want to do this thing? I can remember the very first time, I don't know why this memory comes up, but I remember I I was probably about 18 years old. I was preparing to sing a duet with somebody in a church service, and it was coming up in a few weeks. And I just remember getting together, practicing with this other person who I was singing with, and we had a pianist coming and helping us practice. And that was going on. And then kind of behind the scenes at home, my mom was a travel agent at that time. And she had got this amazing deal. She got wind of this amazing deal for an all-inclusive vacation in Mexico. And I graduated high school and I was kind of having a gap year. And 
one day I came home and she's just like, Laura, there is this amazing opportunity for an all-inclusive. I think it was like $600 for flights and a seven days at this really great all-inclusive resort in Puerto Vallarta. And she says to me, you and my best friend should go. She says, you should call her and you guys should go and do this. It would be so fun. And I think it was right before Christmas. It was cold and I was thinking, yes, we should totally do this. So I called my friend and she's like, yes, we should totally do this. Like once in a lifetime to get um, such a valuable getaway at such a good deal, at such a good price. And so we, we went all in and we signed up and my mom, um, arranged it all. And after it was all paid for and purchased and it, and the thing about it was, it was like happening, like we were leaving in a few days kind of a thing. It was very last minute. And I realized that I was going to miss this performance that I had been practicing for and that this girl that I knew was practicing with me and the pianist had put in all of this time to come and come to these practices. And I instantly felt so terrible. I was telling my mom, I can't say no. I can't tell them that I can't do this. I can't change my mind. And I can't tell them why. I can't tell them why I'm not going to be around for this. They're going to think I'm so irresponsible and they're going to hate me. And they're going to think I'm such a terrible person for blowing off this event that I've already committed to for something that's better <laughs> is what I was thinking. And I just had so much shame and so much guilt. And I felt so terrible and I felt like, oh, they're going to think I'm a flake. And the truth of the matter was I was going to have to, I was going to have to back out of this event. I was going to have to say no for the time we had planned and arranged to do it another time. And it was so uncomfortable for me because I was somebody who didn't say no to things usually, unless I had a good excuse or somebody could say no for me, like my parents could say no. And then that was easy to say no. Sorry, my parents won't let me. And then I could say no. This was all on me though. And I just remember this being the first really excruciating, uncomfortable time in my life where I had to be an adult and suffer the consequences of making other people uncomfortable and saying no. And guess what? I didn't die. It was pretty terrible. I really, it was really, really uncomfortable, but in saying that, and I will reiterate this in a moment but there is always a kind, compassionate way to say no. There is always a way to keep, um, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but there's just always a kind way to say no so that you can show up in a way that is in alignment with how you want to show up while also backing out or saying no to something whether it's in the moment or after the fact, there's always a way out. There is always a kind way to say no. And what I always try and remember is people are going to think what they want of me, no matter what I say, whether it's yes or no, or whether it's a backing out of something. And do I want to be the person that 
shows up kind of not authentically or not being honest with myself and others? Or do I want to be the person that is confident enough to know that it's okay to feel uncomfortable and to validate myself in how I feel about myself in those instances instead of uh, instead of relying on others for how I feel about me. And that was uh, the first example that I can think of that sticks out to me in my mind of really putting that to the test. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. But guess what? We were able to reschedule that and it was no problem. And I could tell that at first these people were a little bit put off and a little bit maybe upset that I was changing the plans. But in the end, it all worked out. And that came because I was willing to show up and be uncomfortable and say no to that thing. Um, even when I had originally said yes. So back to this point of there's always a kind way to say no. And that we can build a muscle of not people pleasing that we can actually show up and be our authentic selves and validate ourselves for how we feel instead of looking to others to be validated and to to do that through not saying no sometimes to things that we either don't have time for or just can't realistically complete. How many times have you been that person who has way too much on your plate? You have so many plates spinning because you just have a hard time saying no, because you don't want to be the person who somebody thinks, oh, well, they couldn't handle all of that, or that people can't come and ask things too. And so in um, Greg McEwen's book, I love an example that he gives. He actually, there is a whole chapter on, and really how he talks about is like, eliminating non-essentials. And sometimes when we say yes to things, we spread ourselves way too thin, which doesn't allow us to take care of the essential things. And I would just add to that, like our true priorities. We've talked about that before on the podcast. What are your priorities? And is the way you spend your time during the day in line with those priorities? If they are, then you're going to be in alignment with yourself and your confidence, and you're going to be showing up in the ways that you want to. If they're not in alignment. If you're saying yes to all these non-essential things in the name of people pleasing, in the name of wanting people to like you and accept you, most likely it's going to take you away from those essential things, your purpose, what you want to be doing and spending your time with and how you want to be serving and um, showing up to your life. And so what if people pleasing, another way to say that is just saying no or getting a handle on people pleasing Another way to say that is saying no to the non-essentials. I always say there's a time and a season for everything. And so what if saying no to some things doesn't mean you're saying no forever, but you're just saying no in that moment until a season opens up where you can say yes to it. And what if that's okay? He gives a really, really great example in his book um, of Rosa Parks. and. You know, this chapter is called The Power of a Graceful No, but he just says, and I'm quoting from the book here, he says, the right no spoken at the right time can change the course of history. Have you ever thought about that before? I 
am considering that maybe no could be that powerful. A no could be that powerful. So he gives this example of Rosa Parks and he just talks about how that day where she was very resolute in refusing to give up her seat on a segregated Montgomery, Alabama bus at exactly the right moment, it put into action and propelled the civil rights movement. That came from a no. Okay. Um, and one could argue that maybe she was just had the personality of saying no, that she had the confidence to not worry about what other people thought or to just say no in that moment. But he then goes on to share that her courage, that there was a time when, um, when she was asked to be a secretary to the president and her thought was, well, I'm the only woman here and they needed a secretary and I was too timid to say no. And so we can see that, you know, it wasn't really in her nature to say no. She actually, it's uncomfortable to say no. And the difference here was she made an intentional decision on that bus, which grew out of a deep conviction about the deliberate choice she wanted to make for herself in that moment. Really making that choice made her stand out. There probably were people who thought, what are you doing? You know, you, um, you aren't going to stand up or you are going to stand up. Why are you sitting down there? And so sometimes in our lives, what if it's okay for us to make deliberate decisions in the moment? deliberate yeses and deliberate noes. And notice when we're in the habit of maybe saying yes, maybe saying no, just out of habit, not people-pleasing. Um, one other quote from this book that I really, really loved um, is when Greg McEwen says, the real question is not how we can do it all. Like, how are we going to say yes to all the things? But rather it's who will get to choose what we do and don't do. He goes on to say, remember when we forfeit our right to choose, someone else will choose for us. And for me, I attest to the fact that, yes, when I was a yes girl, and somebody asked me something and I would say yes right away without even giving it a, a deliberate thought, I was forfeiting my right to choose. I was letting other people choose for me. And when we let other people choose for me, are we feeling confident? Are we being driven by confidence? And are we aligned to what we need and what we want and what is in our exact sphere of importance in that moment, that essential, those essential things that we want to be focused on in that moment in the name of not hurting feelings or ruffling feathers or having people maybe think negative things about us, which again, we don't have control over. So that is just really good food for thought. As I, um, finish up this episode, I wanted to leave you with some really hands-on ways that you can practice deliberately choosing for yourself, whether you're going to say yes or no. And this has been really, really helpful for me to just kind of know and hear and discover 
ways to say no that are kind and practice doing that. My very favorite way to say no is by not saying no at all. And I'm going to give you a few ways here to say no, but this is my favorite. Say no by not saying no at all. And all that means is when somebody asks if you can do something or if somebody asks you something that's going to require something of you, I love to practice the pause and I love to say, you know what? That's really cool. That sounds awesome. I just need to check my schedule. And I used to feel really guilty about that because I thought, oh, well, I kind of know my schedule, but honestly, don't actually remember my schedule a lot of the times. There's so many times I've said yes to something and then realized, oh, what about that thing? Right? With the example of the all-inclusive to Mexico, I totally forgot about my singing and when that was going to be because I was so excited to say yes to the thing. And so I just practice the pause and I say, yeah, that sounds great. I can't confirm a, a complete yes for you right now. I need to check with my schedule and get back to you. And that gives you time to really think it true. Is this thing you're signing up for essential? Do you actually have time for it? What is your motivation for saying yes or no? And do you like those reasons? So it's, um, it's the, it's the soft no, I guess. That's what he kind of talks about it in his book. It's like, um, let me just check on that. It sounds really great, but let me just check. Another way that you can say no is with a pause. Okay. And maybe it's an awkward pause. What if practicing awkwardness and being uncomfortable in the moment, it does serve you and is good. So instead of being controlled by the threat of an awkward silence, just own it. Somebody asks you to do something, just pause for a moment. Hmm, like you're thinking about it. Count to three before delivering your, your verdict. Be thoughtful. And if you want to get even more uncomfortable or bold, you can wait even longer until the other person answers instead of you answer. Just giving yourself time to think it through. Like, hmm, I'll have to think about that. Like, it's actually okay to think about something before you say yes. And that was news to me a few years ago. I was like, what? I can actually think about this for a second? Um, another way that we can say no or say yes is, is we can actually let somebody know, like, yes, I can say yes to that. And maybe this is a good one for, for kids. I know I've used this with my kids before. It's like, yes, we can go to the library or I can take you to the pool or whatever the thing is, but it means we're going to miss out on doing this thing later. It's like, I can't, we can't do it all. I don't have the energy to do it all. We can't do all of these things. But if you're willing to deprioritize one thing, to prioritize this other thing, then yes, we can make that happen. And you can use this in all your relationships, but I think it's pretty prevalent for me anyways in my relationships with my kids. It's like an opportunity to say no or, or to say yes to one thing, but say no to another thing so that we're not running around like a crazy person feeling like we have to do all the things. Another way I love to say no is with humor. It's like somebody asks you to do something and you're like, nope that's not happening. 
right? It's like, yeah, we might give the understanding to somebody else. Like there's no way I'm going to come and do that thing with you. Like, that's just not me. And I just don't have time. And it's not mean it's like, oh, I'd love to spend time with you and do that thing, but this is just not happening in my life right now. And we can kind of say it with humor. Um, the last one that I'm going to share with you is, um, it talks about, we sometimes get signed up for things that maybe we didn't realize we were getting signed up for. So the example that I'm going to give is maybe somebody wants to borrow something of mine and they'll maybe text me or ask me, Hey, can I borrow this thing? And then they'll expect that I will drop it off, that I will bring it to them, that I will like then be in charge of making sure they get the thing and making sure that, um, I get the thing back. Right. And sometimes we inadvertently sign ourselves up for these things. If we aren't intentional about how we set it up, if, if, if we're not intentional about setting boundaries around that thing. And so a really great way to do this is you are like saying something like, yeah, you're so welcome to come and borrow this thing. I mean, what would somebody come and borrow of mine? I can't even think maybe we have a really tall ladder. Maybe somebody wants to come borrow our ladder and we have a truck to deliver it, but we don't actually have time to load it on our truck and deliver it. Okay. And I might just say, yes, you are so welcome to the ladder. I will be home this week at these times for when you want to come pick it up. Right. So it just insinuates that I'm not dropping it off and I'm not going to stay home for the time that you're available to do it. If you want to borrow my ladder, this is when you can come and pick it up kind of a thing. And so you can really see when you're more intentional about the requests that people have of you and how you're saying yes. There are so many ways to do that in kind ways that will work for you, that will allow you to still show up in the ways that you want, that will allow you to keep your, um, like, I guess, not breed resentment and complaining because you've already set your boundaries clear around the yeses that you're giving and around the noes that you're giving. So if you are a people pleaser, I want you to maybe try on some of those ways this week. I think the easiest to start with is just practicing the pause. If somebody is asking something of you, just pause for a second and practice not letting the yes come out before you think about it. Um, that has been super helpful for me. And that is where I have started realizing, Hey, this can be awkward. I can think about this. And there are so many ways for me to say no in kind ways. And there's also ways for me to say yes in ways that work for me too, better than I'm doing now that aren't driven by wanting somebody to not be disappointed with me or mad with me or upset with me, but that are incongruent with um, me being kind and loving to myself as well. And so I am a recovering people pleaser and I want to encourage you to try on some of these ways to say no and looking at how you might be saying yes. If you are a recover, if you are a people pleaser as well, so that you can, um, create some more healthy boundaries for yourself around those yeses and around those no's.
try them on. Let me know how it goes. I would love to hear all about it. And again, if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave me a review and hit those five stars at usually it's at the bottom of your favorite podcast app. Have an awesome rest of your week, everybody. We will see you next time. If you are ready to grow your confidence, get unstuck or feel better so that you can become happier in your motherhood and all the other areas of your life, then I would love to invite you to come work with me. Head on over to lauradrycoaching.com to learn more, access all my free content or book a consultation with me. You deserve confidence and I would love to help you access yours.